Gay, the fat man's been. Merry Christmas, Gail. Yeah, and Happy New Year, everybody. Yes, it's uh, all over, and I hope you had a wonderful time. Well, it's not over yet. Oh, well, Nelly. It's Christmas Day still. Oh, oh, well, okay. You're just um, meaning you've done all your cooking and stuff, oh. and you can get to sit down and relax now that you've done all the stuff. That's right. And happy <laughs> birthday to my son, Bruce. Is his birthday on Christmas Day? Yes, yes. So I mustn't forget that. Yeah, because he, oh. you know, he's going to be with me. So I'll make sure he listens. Oh, happy birthday, <laughs> Bruce, and Merry Christmas to the wider Farno. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, how cool! Yes, yes, it is cool. Oh, yes, you got a special lovely. birthday present then, yeah, didn't I you? Yeah, I did. Yes, I did. Oh, well, Christmas <laughs> present, I should say. Yeah, you got a birthday right. present. Yeah, well, you got, yeah, yeah, that's right. Exactly. Oh, I'm all discombobulated yes, because it's we Christmas are. Day. We're so excited. I know. Yeah. Yay. Well. Today, I'm going to start off with something really um, quick because you could make this in five minutes. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, it serves one, but you can keep making them if you like. <laughs> but you might have some leftover fruit and stuff like that. So these look very, very, uh, what would you say, tropical um, in the um, glasses. So what we're starting off with is um, one cup of frozen chopped fruit. Now, actually, I think you can get mixed frozen fruit because I think I've brought it before for my smoothies. Really? So, yes, you can get mixed, um, you know, chopped up frozen fruit like pineapple, berries, peaches, etc. So if you do see those in the supermarket, grab a packet for this. And if not, well, um, I don't think it's very often we have frozen mangoes. No, so usually I think this recipe might call for something like that. And one cup of kombucha. Now, I'm not sure. It's quite a new age drink, isn't it? Kombucha, like when I say new age, I know it hasn't just happened this year. But it, uh, and a lot of people make their own. Yeah, when I was working at Ruth Pretty doing dishes, quite a few of the chefs there made their own kombucha. And there's, I know there are a few people around Otaki that do it, and also in Levin. Yeah, I was mm. one of them that did actually start doing oh, it for yeah. a while. But then after a while, we just sort of seemed to be getting a lot of kombucha, and we weren't drinking it fast enough, so I just <laughs> let it go. And there's so many beautiful flavours out there mm. now. And you can make your own flavours, of course. It, you know, that doesn't really matter with berry teas and things like that. Mm. But you just have one cup of kombucha, your flavour of your choice. One teaspoon of honey, two tablespoons of lime or lemon juice, and one teaspoon of freshly grated ginger. Now, that's optional, but I think that just gives it a bit of a zing. Now, all you're doing is, this is a five-minute job, place everything in a blender and blitz until slushy, and pour into a glass and serve straight away. And how refreshing is that? I think this is a hangover cure. <laughs> I was just going to say, uh, this could be good for first thing in the morning. Um, after <laughs> Tomorrow. Yes, yes, exactly. So very lovely, beautiful illustration. I can just, you know, whip that up because it's very, very yellow looking. Oh, it looks A lot of mango the there, I think. A lot of mango making it yellow. But, um, but anyway, I just think it's great. And if you want to make more... Well, if you're blitzing that, you have somebody ready with all the ingredients and then you just blitz it in the machine, take it out. Next one, please. Yeah. I think that'll be great. Yeah, well, being Christmas Day, I'm sure there'll be a few people with sore heads tomorrow and <laughs> the ginger will calm that tummy. So if you've got a yes. Nutribullet, get it out. That's right. Yes, get it out and start working. <laughs> Kombucha slushies. Yes. All right, so the next one, obviously, we're not going to make cakes on Christmas Day, but we're going to have family around, so we, we need are. to fill them up. We are. Mm. And this one here, 
Um, I just thought, you know, again, for those people that are intolerant to flour, I just thought this could be a good one to have over the Christmas break uh, and prune, which is sort of quite unusual, I suppose, and hazelnut cake. So flourless chocolate prune and hazelnut cake. So you're starting off with one cup of pitted prunes, finely chopped, half a cup of hazelnut flavoured liqueur. Now, I'm not sure... Uh, how popular that is, and I don't, I can't think of anything really that would substitute the hazelnut liqueur. Oh, I thought on. about a vanilla, you know, like an essence, but I don't think that will work the same. Some people have those um, shots that you put in your coffee that are hazelnut flavored. You buy them at like Prenzel and those sort of boutique oh, shops. Oh, yes, and yes. And you put a shot in your coffee, so maybe oh, some something people like have hazelnut, that. Yeah, but, something like that. But I looked and I thought to myself. Oh, well, I think you can buy hazelnut like an essence. But then again, I thought, reading the recipe, I thought, "Mm, no, I don't think that's going to work. So if you've got that hazelnut-flavoured liqueur, here we go, use that. So, And it says, for example, Frangelico. Is that that what it is, Frangelico? So basically, that's what you could use. But 200 grams of dark chocolate, coarsely chopped, 125 grams of butter softened, Five eggs separated, so you're doing your good, you know, toss there, toss back, you know, with the eggs. You know, I just crack mine, and then I just very carefully tip the yolk into the other half, and <laughs> the white comes out and tip the tip it back again very gently. I've, I'm so used to doing it now, but you can actually get those little wee like teaspoon things, and the yolk falls in the middle, and all the white just goes around it and falls into your bowl. But remembering... For anything you do with separated eggs, depending on what it is really, if you get that little bit of yolk in and you're trying to do, you know, beat your egg whites, um, unfortunately... It's all over. It's all over. (laughs) I did your coconut chiffon pie, remember? And I said it wouldn't beat properly. You said, did you get a little bit of egg? And I said, I did. Yeah, exactly. So just be very mindful of that. But um, but hey, you know, just do it carefully. And don't forget, one thing I do, I had a young lady come and borrow a couple of eggs from me the other day. And I said, she wanted one egg. I said, take two, because I always break my eggs into a cup first. Well, mind you, if you're separating the eggs and whites... But I, I wouldn't until you've, you know, broken it and looked because sometimes you never know you might get one bad egg and and a and a um and a half a dozen even and just think how much you've ruined by not checking it first. So it's always been a policy of mine, you know, to just check your eggs before you do that. So five eggs separated, two um two thirds a cup of firmly packed brown sugar. One and a quarter cups of ground hazelnuts. Well, I think you can, you know, that's packaged, I think. I don't think you have to go grinding your own, but please feel welcome. And two teaspoons of cocoa at the end uh, for dusting. Now, I'm not going to give you the hazelnut cream at the moment because that comes at the end. But what we're doing is place prunes and liquor in a small saucepan and bring to the boil and reduce heat and simmer uncovered for two minutes or until the liqueur is reduced by half and removed from heat and cool. That's why I was going to sort of substitute that for the hazelnut vanilla, but I didn't think it would work for cooking. So it really does need to be the liqueur. I'm pretty sure of that. Meanwhile, preheat the oven to 180 degrees Celsius. Grease a deep 
uh, 22 centimetre round cake tin and line base and sides with baking paper. And just if you if you've got some of that spray. Um, oil or something like that to help the paper stick to your tin you know just give it a light spray around the around the sides and your baking paper will actually stick to the tin otherwise you you're trying to and it keeps bouncing out and you sort of think oh i can't get this straight and everything so just grease it even if you grease it with a a paper wrapper just so that you can actually stick that baking paper round and of course usually if it's round you've got to sort of cut it to you know I always wondered why people greased it as well as lining it with baking paper. And I thought, you don't need to do double the things. It makes sense because the baking paper sense. never yeah. stays. No, that's right. It never stays. So wow. unless you just put that little bit of grease on it. Yeah, so there you are. Um, and stir chocolate and butter in a small saucepan over low heat for three minutes or until melted and smooth. And be careful with that because it does mean a low heat. Just, you know, watch that and cool the mixture to room temperature. Beat egg yolks and brown sugar in a small bowl with an electric mixer until thick and creamy. And that'll be beautiful, thick and creamy. Transfer mixture to a large bowl and fold in prune mixture. Chocolate mixture and ground hazelnuts. So those three mixtures... Beat egg whites in a small bowl with an electric mixer or hand beater until soft peaks form. Then fold into the chocolate mixture in two batches. So don't just sort of, because five egg whites is quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And then just, you know, put half of it in, mix it through gently with a metal spoon. And then once you've done that, pour the mixture into a cake tin. Now, bake this cake for 15 minutes or until a skewer inserted in the center comes out and it says, with moist crumbs attached. I've never heard that saying before. <laughs> but anyway, they'll obviously look cooked. So um, so just look out for that. And stand in the cake tin for 15 minutes. Then turn the cake out uh, onto its side onto a wire rack to cool. Now, to have this, the hazelnut, nut cream is very easy you've just got a 300 ml uh, cream pottle and beat the cream and icing sugar in a small bowl with an electric mixer and just till the peaks form and then just stir in two tablespoons if you can spare it of that hazelnut flavored liqueur and just you know stir that in and then when your cake's on a lovely plate dust it with sieved because we know that cocoa can get a little bit lumpy and dust the cake with cocoa and serve with this hazelnut cream so that'll be good for your holiday visitors Mm. Mm. especially if they've got dietary you know issues with the flour side of it and perfect yeah easy Chocolate prune and hazelnut cake. I'm quite intrigued by that. Yeah, it looks like it's quite a plain cake, but with the hazelnut um, cream with it, I think that would be very complimentary for it. Excellent. Very complimentary. So there you are. Right. Now, if you're looking for that recipe on Christmas Day, obviously you've got nothing better to do. You've opened all your presents. <laughs> Go on to our Facebook page, Coast Access Radio, because it is Christmas Day. It is. Yippee. Ho, ho, ho. Do you want a Christmas song, Gail, or are you all out of Christmas songs oh, now? Oh, well, no. Well, it's Christmas Day, so it's going to be our last opportunity for 12 months, really. How about Driving Home for Christmas by Chris Rea? Oh,
Oh, I love that. That brought a little bit of a tear to oh, my eyes. it's just lovely. Yeah. Yes. Our last opportunity, as I said, to get that one in before next year. Yeah, well, everyone will be racing to the kitchen shortly to see what's happening for Christmas Day lunch. Mm. You're on Coast Access Radio. You're at the table with Gail. Right. Now, when everybody disappears, you know, it could be two or three days after Christmas Day, um, this one is just for one person, really, and you might just think, oh, man, what am I going to cook tonight? Oh, I just cooked something for me that I really like. So this actually serves one, and it looks really appealing, and the more I look at it, I think... I'm just going to actually cook it myself because it's pretty simple too as well. As we do on the show, we try to make it not too complicated so that, you know, anybody can do these recipes. So easy tomato and tuna noodles. Two tablespoons of olive oil. Uh, just a, And a little bit extra if you've got it in your bottle to just drizzle at the end. 250 grams of cherry tomatoes halved. Two cloves of garlic crushed. A 75-gram packet of two-minute noodles. Wow, everybody has those. Everybody does. <laughs> I bet you've got a stash ton. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a 95-gram can of tuna in olive oil, but we drain that. We don't add that. 50 grams of spinach leaves. Um, you can run out to the garden again. <laughs> oh, I can. And finely grated lemon rind and juice to serve. So that's all the ingredients there. Heat the oil in a medium saucepan over a low heat. Add the tomatoes and garlic because you've halved the tomatoes. Season with salt and pepper and cook stirring occasionally for six to eight minutes or until the tomatoes are soft. Add the noodles and and I'm just going to tell you this. Add the noodles but discard the flavour sachet. But when I say discard it, don't toss it in the rubbish bin. Look, you're going to need a flavour for something and something else. A stew, um, I don't know, you could throw it in maybe a cup of soup or Mince. something like that. Mince, yeah, exactly. Don't throw it. It just says discard it because we're not actually using it in this um, recipe. And, and add three quarters of a cup of boiling water. Bring to a simmer and cook for one minute or until just tender. Now you're adding the tuna at the very last and cook for one minute or until heated through. Toss with spinach and serve with a little lemon rind and juice, black pepper and a little drizzle of extra oil over the top. So throw that spinach in, I must add, um, maybe with the tuna, because that's all it's going to need, uh, just that little bit of extra, you know, wilting, because otherwise it'll be quite sort of like raw. I know it's baby spinach or small leaves, but just toss it in so that it does get that sort of quick wilt. And um, absolutely beautiful with the noodles. Really, really nice. And that... Is enough for one person. In fact, I think with 250 grams of cherry tomatoes in it, it's quite a few tomatoes, but they're good for you. So, you know, it doesn't matter that you're going heavy on the tomatoes. Looks absolutely lovely. Hold up the illustration as I do. Oh, yeah, that is so balanced in colour and protein and carbs and everything. You wouldn't feel heavy and disgusting afterwards after no. all the junk we've probably eaten Well, that's Christmas right, Day. yeah. Call this a healthy meal if you like. But, uh, yeah, no, I'd certainly be happy to whip that up. In fact, I might just keep that out. 
I might have that for tea tonight, actually. Yeah, two minute so it looks noodles. really good. Well, I'll get the noodles and yeah. uh, keep the keep the sachet for something else. So yeah, no, it looks very appealing. And I've actually got spinach in the garden. I've already had some today. What haven't you got in your garden? Uh, what haven't I got? No, no um, we won't do that because no, I can't remember. <laughs> I've got that much. I can't remember what I have got. And what I, all my gladdies are just pipe, piping out too. It's really lovely. Oh, gladdies always come mm, out on Christmas lovely. Day. Yeah, they lovely. Are. What colour yeah. have you got? Yeah, I've got white, pink. In fact, I've got a couple in the vase. So, you know, oh. that's they made it for Christmas. Oh, yeah, pretty. Really happy. All right, that's your noodles on steroids. What are we <laughs> ending with now? We've got tahini swirl brownies. Now, this appealed to me. I was actually reading a magazine, to be quite honest. And I saw this and I thought... Oh, I like the sound of that, and um, I'm going to take that with me to, you know, to the, the session. Yeah, to the radio for, you know, after Christmas sort of baking. And, um, yeah, so believe it or not, it's got dark chocolate in it quite a bit, but never mind, we're allowed to, you know, after Christmas, we've got to keep up that, you know, chocolate eating. But um, <laughs> this starts off with 425 grams of dark chocolate chopped, 225 grams of butter, quite rich, 100 grams of plain or gluten-free flour that you could use in this, so this is good, 25 grams of cocoa powder, one and a half teaspoons of baking powder, a half a teaspoon of salt, four large eggs, we've actually used quite a few eggs, haven't we? Mm. 225 grams of caster sugar, three teaspoons of vanilla, and a quarter of a cup of tahini well stirred. And they say that because I think you've got to really just cream it a bit because, you know, it's a bit like um, peanut butter, isn't it? Tahini yeah, can be it sort of quite sort of separate. So give it a good stir um, for this recipe. So it's just a quarter of a cup. Now melt, melt chocolate and butter in a bowl in the microwave or, you know, you can always do the pot method, as I've said before. Um, but if you watch it in the microwave, microwave is okay but you just be careful you don't overcook it preheat the oven to 160 degrees celsius line a baking tin with baking paper and i think that would just be a slice tin sift dry ingredients together now beat eggs sugar and vanilla in a large bowl until pale and thick fold in the melted chocolate mixture and then the dry ingredients to combine now pour batter into a prepared tin and drizzle, I'm not sure how drizzle that'll drizzle, but drizzle the tahini over, then drag a toothpick through the mixture to make the swirl. So if it doesn't, you know, if it's not um, as, it might be a quite thick, get out a toothpick or two and just, you know, run it through and sort of spread it that way and it'll look like it's sort of swirling around the top. It doesn't have to go deep. It just has to look swirled on the surface, okay? So just drag a toothpick through that. Now, bake for 15 minutes, then remove from the oven, and I thought this was amusing, actually, and drop it, it and drop it in the tin, of course. Bake for 15 minutes, remove from the oven, I'm repeating it, and drop it five or six times on the bench to remove the air bubbles. Now... Don't ask me why, but that's what they said. Oh, it must sort of compact it down yeah, every time you it. drop yeah, it. Yeah, drop bang, it. Yeah, because this is brownie, don't forget, you know, and it's usually 
Don't look at me like that. I've never made a brownie. I've never made a brownie. And uh, anyway, and then you return it back to the oven for five or ten minutes more. So don't, when you take it out, oh, that's it, turn the oven off. But return to the oven five to ten minutes more and cool before cutting into squares. And that makes a generous 24 pieces, roughly. Mm -hmm. So that's it. So you can take it out. If you've got anybody watching, don't tell them that you have to do that. Just go bang, pick it up, bang again. They'll think, oh, something's happened to her over Christmas. So basically, um, that's our tiny swirl brownies. And everybody loves brownies. Yeah, that's a little bit different because tahini is in... um, um, um Hummus, isn't it? It's in hummus when you make it because it's it's a sort of a crushed I think sesame, it's a sesame seed. Yeah, it's yeah. sort of like um, processed, I suppose you could call it, with yeah. oil. Um, yeah. yeah, and I don't know what else, but that's what tahini is anyway. And um, yeah, it'll be sort of like the um, yeah, like your salted caramel. It's going to be sweet with a bit of sort of savoury right. to it. Yeah, yeah, I think that, and I think with swirling it just through the top, yeah. and uh, to make it sort of look attractive. Otherwise, you know, well brownies. Not usually iced when you buy it, is it? No. Brownie is brownie, and it's it's on its own, standalone without the icing, because you know it's got a nice you know flavour as well. Mm. Yeah, impress your friends with that one. Gail's That's got right. the recipe for you on our Facebook page. Yeah, so um, just check it out, you know, over the Christmas and um, you know afterwards, and look for that baking that you can do in the ensuing week. Well, I think you've deserved a break now. You can have the rest of Christmas Day off. It's nearly midday. Oh, thank you very much, Tanya. I'll go and get my glass of wine now. (laughs) I think she deserves it. You have a smashing Christmas break, but I know you're not really having time off because you're back in the studio again next Saturday. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Same with you, Tanya. You're a a champion. I love being here. And Merry Christmas to you, listening. Yes, yes. Merry Christmas. Is that how I say it? Kirehemiti. Kirehemiti. Yeah. Well, now if someone's yeah. listening, they'll, they'll, they'll write they'll in. They'll tell us. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But I'm doing my best here. Catch you next time. This program is made with assistance from New Zealand On Air for radio broadcast and through the accessmedia.nz website. Thank you, New Zealand On Air.